Cause Life Hack Podcast, Session 3, Social Media, Focus Instagram. This is the Cause Life Hack Podcast, where honest questions are asked and answered about cosplay, life, and the community's ever-growing lifestyles. So we're going to be growing forward one conversation at a time. Welcome to the Cause Life Hack Podcast. I'm Alexandra, the host and brainchild of this little experiment here. Now, some of you might know me as the cosplayer Cot or Catastrophic on Instagram. Uh, for those that don't, hello and welcome. I'm a Southern California cosplayer who's absolutely not from this neck of the woods and only actually just started cosplaying over a year ago. So that makes me very green around the edges still green and very full of questions about the cosplay community that may not always be easy to ask or comfortable to talk about in depth, especially for someone new to cosplay, but even for people that are already in the community. And that's where this podcast comes into play. Hey y'all and welcome to this episode of Cause Life Hack. My name is Alexandra and as a perpetual newbie at something, I'm your host and honest question asker for this here podcast about all sorts of topics that can relate to the cosplay community and incidentally also to life. Funny how that is. So let's start a conversation. As a note, during the recording of this episode, we experienced some technical difficulties with one of the mics. So please listen through and bear with the few little issues we do have on the audio. So today's topic begins our journey into a massively complex world of social media in regards to cosplay, focusing in particular on the types of social media accounts that us as cosplayers tend to have. Uh, The two rough categories we're going to talk about today are public dedicated cosplay accounts and public personal accounts. To help provide their perspectives are Damsel Cosplay and Crystal Rose Creations. Uh, Ladies, welcome. Hello. Can you introduce yourselves? Sure, Crystal, you go first. Okay. Hi, I'm Crystal Rose Creations. And I'm Lacey, a.k.a. Damsel Cosplay. So if you would, could you mention two key recognizable facets of yourself that might help our listeners identify you beyond um, just your Instagram handles? And um, For example, two that I would say for myself would be rogue cosplays and gender bent cosplays. Hmm. Uh, for me, I would probably have to say I like to do Harley Quinn mashups and as well as gender bending. For me, I'm known for Loki cosplay and Lord of the Rings cosplay. I would have to agree with both of those <laughs> mm-hmm. on both sides. <laughs> All right. So ladies, what would you say is your cosplay origin story? And Lacey, and Lacey do you want to start that one off? Sure. Um, I've always been really into dressing up. Um, I always did more elaborate costumes, um, for like spirit week or harvest festival because we didn't do Halloween growing up. Um, so I found, I found other opportunities. Um, my first cosplay, it was a, like a casual punk winter soldier. I think I got like a jean jacket and I painted it all black (laughs) except for the one arm. And I found like a star applique and ironed it on. I That's like cool. that. Yeah, that was like Geek Girl Con 2015, super casual. Uh, and then my first more real cosplay was um, a Lady Loki, like pinup Lady Loki. Yes, uh, I remember really, that. Yeah. yeah, 
I was wearing it, the dress to my friend's wedding and someone was like, that's a very Loki-ish dress. Like you should do a cosplay. And <laughs> yeah. so I did, like I researched around, found some horns I liked, bought my first wig, went to Long Beach Comic Con, I think 2016. Mm-hmm. That was where it all began. Crystal, what about you? Uh, oh God. Um, so, <laughs> so I've always loved Halloween as a kid and I always liked dressing up. And when I got into college, I found out about cosplay. And I was like, well, what is this cosplay? And basically, it's Halloween all year round, 24-7. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. This sounds fun. <clears throat> so my uh, my first cosplay I ever did was a really horribly done <laughs> steampunk uh, Ariel from The Little Mermaid. And now that I look back on it, I wish I could have done so much more to that. But <laughs> we all start somewhere. <laughs> That is true. That is definitely true. So everyone kind of chooses their own usernames for everything. Do mm-hmm. you have a specific origin or reason behind your Instagram names? Um, Lacey, you go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I, my original name was actually Trickstress Cosplay from a few years ago. Um, but I found that it was too hard for people to remember, spell, say, um, and I chose that one because I was doing a lot of Loki and I was friends with a few cosplayers who use the whatever stress. Like, um, I didn't remember what, cause they've all changed their handles now too. So it's mm-hmm. just like a thread. <laughs> yeah, it was Nina of Asgard and it's cosplay kit. They used to be, uh, ooh, I don't even remember. There was a stress in there somewhere. Anyway, I decided I wanted to change it to something easier. So mm-hmm. I chose damsel cosplay because Obviously, it's shorter, recognizable, easier to say yeah. and understand and remember. Um, and I was doing a lot of like vintage pinup type mashups. Oh. And, and Crystal? Sorry. <laughs> um, so I originated as Crystal Rose Cosplay because I thought that was just kind of basic and to the point. But uh, I realized I did more than just cosplay. I did artwork. I did... Um, I collected uh, figurines and stuff like that, and I created more than just cosplay. So I thought, okay, well, what could I change it to? So I changed it to uh, Crystal Rose Creations. And I was like, okay, well, that kind of sounds pretty good. So I've stuck with it since. So you mentioned having more than just cosplay um, stuff on t- on your Instagram page. Yes. Now. So yours would be technically, in this conversation, the public personal account that we're kind of talking on. Yes, that's correct. All right. And Lacey, yours is the cosplay dedicated. um, And is there a reason that you have a separate account for just cosplay? Is it an organizational thing or something more? Yeah, that's accurate. Um, I created this one. I created a public account because when I first started going to cons, you get like people will will ask you what your Instagram is. And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. it's private. Like, I gave a couple people it because for me, like, it's important to separate yeah. out, like, your public from your personal, your private from your business. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of things that kind of go into that. But That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> so I created a public persona, Trickster's Cosplay and then Damsel Cosplay, so that I would have something to tell people <laughs> when they asked that question mm-hmm. that was completely new. So it didn't have any of my personal information attached to it um because i'm very cognizant of like the risks um 
to your safety as well as your reputation or to uh, your relationship with your work colleagues if they find out that you cosplay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Makes a funny story at work. Uh, yeah. My workers where I am now, my, co- my colleagues appreciate it a lot more, but I've worked places that were like, you're so quirky. I'm like, mm. <laughs> that's the nice bless your heart way to say. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you're so quirky. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't typically share that. With people. But yeah. So now I have I, something to tell people when they ask that question, because it is very common, especially in SoCal. Yeah. There are so many cosplayers and the whole like Insta community it's really big and it's a real thing. I like that mm-hmm. community. That's the first time. Yeah, I've never heard that. Oh, really? <laughs> I like it. Coin, oh. coin by damsel right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm taking credit for that. Uh, TM, damsel cosplay 2019. DBA, damsel <laughs> cosplay. <laughs> Noted. Oh. Yeah. So another thing in regards to Instagram handles at conventions, uh, there's so many photographers as well. Mm-hmm. And so I've found that it's key to getting some of your photographs back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to see them, like there's, cause usually the service in convention halls is terrible. Yeah. And totally. Everyone's trying to be on it. So it's just terrible that way or just terrible baseline. Mm-hmm. And so giving people your Instagram handle, even if they can't load it, if you can like write it down is, or have a, have a contact card or have a contact card, which is, everywhere in SoCal, but not as much everywhere else. Yeah, you pop that thing out at Dragon Con, and people are like, uh, what? Why do you have this? Like, are you a professional? I'm like, no. Totally. <laughs> they just... Of course I am. But yeah, it's profession- professional cosplayer. It's my favorite meme. <laughs> Creeping on some cosplayer, you know, and be like, OMG, is that professional cosplayer? <laughs> Like SpongeBob meme. Oh dear. <laughs> oh man. So I think we all have public accounts. Uh, yeah. And have you ever considered Crystal having just a dedicated one? I know you started with one. Have you ever since then thought about going back and doing the split and having a personal one and a a cosplay one? Yeah. Um. It didn't really start until I started working for Disney, to where I thought, oh my god my managers are following me on social media because <laughs> there are times where I went to work and I'll have a manager or another coworker go. So, uh, Crystal, you, uh, you're a nerd. And I'm like, excuse me. And they go, yeah, I saw your Instagram. I found it. And I'm like, Oh, this is it. This is how I go. So <laughs> I was so scared and I'm like, okay, 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 okay. So, yeah, there are times where I'm like, oh, my goodness, uh, I'm a little embarrassed, but, you know, I'm I'm happy to be who I am. I'm proud of myself, and I shouldn't have to hide. But, yeah, there are times where I wish I kind of had a more private account. But I'm like, oh, well, I'm already halfway there. Might as well just go all out. <laughs> so you just have the one account. Yeah, I just have the one account. What gets me about that uh, scenario you just explained is just – a Disney co- cast member tell- calling you a nerd. You're a nerd. <laughs> and I'm like, don't we work at Disney? <laughs> We're all nerds here. Mouse. Yeah, <laughs> we work for a mouse, man. <laughs> We're all nerds. Disney nerds are like the most intense people. Well, them and Star Wars nerds. I was gonna say, and they overlap sometimes. <clears throat> oh yeah. It's really funny though, because a lot of cast members, believe it or not, are cosplayers. And I'm like, oh well, I feel like I'm at a convention. <laughs> I believe that. 
Definitely. I know um, the other day we were in <laughs> Galaxy's Edge and uh-huh. one of the cat we had our we had our Chase's lightsabers, not my lightsabers, and we were mm-hmm. taking pictures and they asked permission to like see it and it's um, struck up a conversation and then was starting yeah. to do like Badass lightsaber moves, and we're like, "All right, then." <laughs> I just got schooled, <laughs> and then just talking about obscure canon this and obscure canon that because Chase always, um, she always Disney bounds Ashoka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it's always starts up conversation. So yeah, most of the the Disney cast members I've conversed and had conversations with or met outside of um, the Disney of the lands um, has been a big nerd. So, oh yeah, hilarious! <laughs> it's just so funny to hear that when I go to work. So, Crystal, <laughs> here we go. I mean, I get it when people say that to me, my coworkers, because um, most of them are older than me, and I'm 33 yeah. currently, and I work as an engineer. So, oh wow! In with yeah, so within my my company, it's a little odd, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. But like when I go to talk to other engineers and um, people my age in the SoCal area. A lot, yeah. of, especially since a lot of engineers tend to be guys, a lot of them are giant nerds too. So I can either talk yeah. to them about Marvel, MCU, Marvel comics, sometimes even cosplay and the comic conventions, and just mm-hmm. or, or video games or figures or what have you. It's mm-hmm. utterly amazing. See, chasing butterflies again. I always That's run okay. myself around the corner. Um, I think we kind of talked about this, but can we kind of talk about why someone would might prefer that separate dedicated account. I think we kind of touched on it already, but I want to make sure I cover all the points. Lacey, do you want to go first? Sure. Like I mentioned, I have a personal account, a personal private account. Um, I also have a background. I'm a marketer and I have a background in social marketing. So there's a few different levels you're talking about when you, when you get into this. So there's in Instagram, they define it as personal versus business accounts but you can make a personal account private or public. I have a private personal account and a public personal account, technically using Instagram's terminology. Terminology. And uh, (laughs) that class. (laughs) Terminology 101. It's an entry level course. Anyway, um, so I have a personal private uh that's just kind of everything my life etc mm-hmm. it's got my real name on it my real friends um i don't really filter that i don't allow i, I don't friend co-workers on any social media really just as a rule um unless we're a good very, very close i reserve that for my family and my immediate friends uh, yeah versus with my public personal quote-unquote instagram um which is obviously public. I don't publicize it to, for, for example, uh, colleagues, unless mm-hmm. we're close, uh, because you don't always want to open that Pandora's box of, <laughs> hey, so you're a nerd. Uh, or like That's posting true. something from a, an event and have people question like, Oh, you that's where you were this weekend? Like, that's what you did mm-hmm. for? Mm-hmm. Some people are more judgy about it. Agreed. Um, and then there's business accounts, which Zan, you can probably actually talk about, but I don't have a business public account. I had a business public account for a while because it allowed you to see kind of the metrics of um, 
how many like I mean likes everyone kind of sees, but you can see how many people it direct that post directed to your profile, um, how what the reach was of this particular post. Like, and I think there's even some apps that you can use to kind of dig into those metrics even more. And I think there's paid yeah. apps that you can make, you can just overload of information. They've recently added a creators um, app or no like a uh, type type which to me, I've switched to that and I like it a lot more. Uh, it allows you to have your primary messages and your DMs and then a secondary. So if you have people that you say you don't know that aren't on your friends list, but like say they like your stuff mm-hmm. and they'll like, they'll, they'll like your stories or comment on your stories, yeah. they'll end up in like the general. Once you accept them, they'll end up in the general and you can move things around. So you have like the people you priority talk to that you're actually having conversations with mm-hmm. and you can switch them back and forth. So say you're having like... For us, we were talking about this coming up, so that was key on my radar, and I didn't want to like sort through other things, people commenting on my stories, people me commenting on people's stories, and they're just liking it. So a lot of that will bury things, and so it helps uh-huh. organization, but it still provides you the metrics. Hmm. Another thing that I really like about it is I had to start my own like Facebook page for the business account. You have to have a Facebook page to link. So I, as my... Um, as one of my friends mentioned at uh, Long Beach Comic Con, that I have I don't have anything, no profile picture. Like it, I just cross it's just post. Empty. It's, just, <laughs> it's just it's just empty to exist. It's just for like, Instagram. It was just so I could get the metrics because I'm an engineer. <laughs> and so I was stopping. It was not no longer posting to my personal Facebook page. So like I have people that I know. So I'm from North Carolina. So I have people from North Carolina. I studied abroad. I have people that I met there that are connected. I have family. I have people like all over the country, and so not all of them. All of them follow the uh, catastrophic mm-hmm. Facebook page with no profile picture, no information. <laughs> um, really, I thought that would be riveting, and everyone would want just, in on it. It's the new marketing thing. Just have no information, and everyone will just be so mysterious. Exactly. People want what they don't understand. It's the, it's called Lokiism, right? <laughs> <laughs> Stealing that one too, and I'm copywriting it. Rude. I just said that. (laughs) So in that change in me changing to the creative, I was now able to cross post to my personal Facebook Mm -hmm. account, which has all the private, all the private, you know, settings on that one, because uh, I don't want my employer looking at that (laughs) stuff in general, Um, because I tend to post more, I mean, political things on there, which is another thing. Yeah with social media that you got to kind of be careful of and also regards to um, your employer and depending on where they lie on that um, spectrum. That's true. But yeah, so my mom's now been able, she doesn't, she never got the, like the way of the Instagram. So her seeing it on Facebook is now has delighted her again. So she couldn't get the idea of the other Facebook page. (laughs) (laughs) So that long winded explanation is kind of like, what I know on those levels. And there are people that know how to work the algorithm and, and, and the metrics far, far more than I do. Um, Lacey, could you expand on the algorithm? I know you know about it. And then Crystal, can you add on if you have any, like, I don't know what you know about the algorithm. Honestly, I don't know squat about the algorithm. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I see a lot of cosplayers and, um, other type of accounts post about the algorithm and how it affects their, uh, you know, incoming traffic in regards to likes on social media and on their posts and stories. 
but I'm still actually quite learning about it. So I'd love to hear more, Lacey. Good, because I Googled it yesterday to refresh my Noise. what it was. <laughs> Google Foo. <laughs> my Google Foo is mad strong. So I love Google. Algorithms are automated processes that computer systems use to mm, calculate things or make mm-hmm. decisions. So for Instagram and Facebook, um, the algorithms determine what content you see based on who you interact with, what kind of content you engage with. Oh, okay. I'm following a bunch of makeup brands. I'm likely to see <clears throat> posts from those brands or related things. Yeah. Like if I'm following 50 and I'm interacting with 10 of them more regularly, I'm more likely to see those 10. Um, and it's okay. happening a lot of people. So I have, I have like upwards of a thousand followers, right? But yeah. only a hundred of them see and routinely will engage with my stuff. That's um, true. Yeah. So a few years ago, I think is when this change happened. It was like right after I got into it and people were um, like really up in arms about it. They were like, we're going to move to this other platform. I don't remember what it was, yeah. but it had a really terrible privacy and usage policy that like no one was paying attention to. And I was like, uh, this probably isn't actually a great move. And it didn't really pick up. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. It went viral like, like what, two years ago? And then it was good for a week and then it disappeared. Yes. It was like a triangle. What was it called? Was this was before my time, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm like a veteran, a grizzled veteran of the algorithm wars. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've just always, like, had it this way. Whatever this setting is, whatever this, like, terabad algorithm to try and get you to pay for um, likes, pretty much, just to pay for exposure. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm mm-hmm. a good job. <laughs> That's the other thing, too, like, when we talk about social media and, like, how to use it, it really comes down to, and this applies to businesses as well as personal people, what do you Mm -hmm. want to get out of it? Do you want to be an influencer or do you just want to have fun? How much does your engagement rate matter to you? That's true. But, yeah. So that change in algorithm definitely changed these small businesses, these these brandings of themselves that have kind of cropped up. So made it more difficult for people to reach that influencer level, which I think is upwards of 10K to 100K plus. Yeah. How would we consider that? Like, I don't know. I mean, influencer is really not necessarily just a number, but obviously more is probably better for that. It's really about mm-hmm. like whether you've caught the attention of a brand and have the following and engagement to justify them giving you free or discounted things in order to tell the people you follow about them um or get invited to things i was sitting by uh, an event planner on the train and he was talking about all these beautiful influencers from instagram that are going to take pictures of this new um apartment complex that they were opening and it was really interesting just perspective wise because i know a lot of cosplayers that are definitely trying to brand themselves and definitely trying to um get people to sign up for their patreons to get Kofi's to get sponsorships just to have to to get a following that will also help with their hobby which is or business as they say it to build more content for them so it's kind of like yeah that reach means a lot more to some people than to other people yeah that's true like if you're if you're doing commissions if you're creating things like our friend um Aubrey Aubrey (laughs) <laughs> uh, or like I have several friends who are, are creators and they use Instagram as social media marketing 
Yeah. And because they're not business accounts, because they don't pay for ads, they get <clears throat> some challenges with traffic. And that's that's what people also were up were probably more upset about a couple years ago was that it, it really messed with your organic reach and the change was pretty stark. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, it is what it is. Nobody likes it, but here we are. Instagram likes it. Instagram <laughs> does. I mean, it's what it boils down to is Instagram yeah. is a business. It really is, honestly. So they're trying to get money and they're trying to get used. They have all these users that are making free accounts. So the algorithm and shifting that is the way for them in a market to gain more monies. More monies. More monies. Yes. Monies. Monies. <laughs> so on the, the public personal account side, which is one that I have as well, um, mm-hmm. thinking in, in, in the algorithm, you say like if for a cosplay one, you're going to see more cosplay stuff. If you're interacting yeah. with a bunch of cosplayers, yeah. Whereas mine, so I wonder if you see more cosplay, like mostly cosplay, where I see cosplay, but then I also will see fitness. Yeah, okay. I see, yeah. because I also follow mainly cosplay accounts. But mm-hmm. Crystal, what do you mostly see in your feed? Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I mostly see, uh, I like to follow vintage artists like uh, pinup. So I see a lot of pinup. I see a lot of Disney bounders and cosplayers. And I see an almost an even amount of all of the above. However, sometimes if I'm not seeing what I want to see in my feed, I'll go to the explore option. And I guess the explore option, like you were explaining earlier, Lacey, it kind of depends on what you like and what you follow. So it brings up followers you might like, pictures you might like. And it's like, oh, this is interesting. And I like it because I can find new creators, new artists, new cosplayers. And it's a really fun way to socialize and get to know people and find out what they create. Definitely. So you and I with um, our public personal accounts, what would you say Mm -hmm. are the benefits to you to have that account versus like Lacey has the the dedicated one with cosplay only? Oh, man. Uh, The only positives that I can think about it is that it shows so much more of what I can do. It shows that I'm open, that I'm able to express myself in more ways than just one, like cosplay or modeling. I can do multiple things. I show you a bit of my life, a bit of my work, a bit of my cosplay hobbies, my vintage hobbies and Disney bounds. It's really nice because you get to meet more people that way. But then again, there's a lot of negatives to that because sometimes it can affect your workplace, how people view you. And it, it can cause all some problems, but, you know, there's always good with the bad. That's definitely well said on that front. Mm-hmm. And I had a thought that was coming to me, but it just disappeared. <laughs> oh, sure one. I'm looking at Crystal's Instagram and like, I, your ass oh, no. is so nice. Like your photos are all similarly lit. You've got a white border on everything. Meanwhile, I have really bad OCD. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The aesthetic. The aesthetic of Instagram. <laughs> so sometimes I get anxiety over posting things. I've seen a few other people like to do gorgeous rows. And I aesthetic. Oh my God. I just love that. But sometimes I'm not super busy on Instagram all the time. Because I like I work between 40 to sometimes 50 plus hours. Oh, between, God, that's relatable. Between driving and just like actual like being in offices or being in my office. It's all over the place. And then I'm, I'm training for a Spartan beast in October. So, you know, I might get a couple months. So we'll see. 
Well, I'll pray for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thank you so much. Bless your heart and vibes. <laughs> Good vibes only. Um, but yeah, I get anxious about not only that, but like, um, what to put as my like comment in it the or caption. The, the caption, the caption, yeah. Because some people have this whole vibe and it's like aesthetic, and then sometimes I'm just not feeling it. I, used, I went through a whole phase, where dude. I, I feel that quotes, and then there's other people that are like, no, you have to put the the hashtags in the comments because it looks too cluttered, and I'm like, I'm very <laughs> such a thing. There's just so many things that go on. Like, it comes down to what are you on there for? Like, is it just for fun? Then maybe you shouldn't worry so much about hashtags, she said yeah. to herself, worrying about hashtags. <laughs> I'm like, I've got two out of three photos that I just haven't gotten around to editing the third one. So I'm like, almost done with a row. So <laughs> you like, wait to post things until you have everything set up. Yeah, it's just I got I did a water the water photo shoot that I did um, mm-hmm. recently, and I really wanted to do a row of it, but I haven't got round to edit to finishing a couple of edits. So I'm like, ah, oh, I just don't I have I'm not gonna post anything until I get that third photo up. And I'm just oh god, <laughs> it's the weirdest art project ever. Speaking of um, posting and just how sometimes stressful it is, um, there are apps out there that allow you to pre schedule your Instagram <gasps> posts. I know. What? Them. Are we about to blow your mind? Oh, girl. Oh, my God. Because, like, I have really bad anxiety, and then I'll forget to post something, and I'm like, damn it! Me. That's a mood right there. So Lacey introduced me to this. However, I'm not as good about it, because I have to set aside time to, like, do it all. Schedule. But... What do you? What is the one you use later? I use later. Uh, Nina Vasgar, I think, introduced me to that one. Yeah, so you can upload oh, all your content her. into a content library. Uh, you can schedule it out. You can also schedule it to auto post to your account. The normal like freeway is that mm-hmm. sends you a notification, and you just tap it, tap tap tap, po- uh, copy and paste the caption that you've put in. You can also pre-program captions, i.e banks of hashtags that you like to use um but like you can see uh well this is great podcasting look at my phone screen Uh, i'm showing zan my like the media library these ones have been used but you can see i've got a lot of photos in here that i haven't posted me yeah there's probably there's two sets there's an arwin there's doctor who there's some random photos from throughout the year that haven't been used yet Shout out to Tyrannosaurus Rex for shooting those at WonderCon and to HPM Photo to shooting the ones from Tahoe. And definitely Ooh. to the dressmaker. Uh, yes, classy looking Nerf Herder made my Arwen gown. Lynn is oh my god, that Arwen gown is gorgeous. So on point. It's so hard to find that gown anywhere, like online or for someone to make it correctly. She made it really well. and like we Oh, she did. I love because, it. Because don't tell Nyla Dixon, but I hate Paisley. That's a sin. Oh my god. It's worse. It. Nyla Dixon, I love you so much, and your costume design for Lord of the Rings was inspirational, but I can't abide the Paisley on Arwen's red and blue gown sleeves, so we just didn't. That's fair. And it's totally <laughs> it's totally okay to adapt a character um, and their costume to how it fits you better, be it um, yeah. On one very extreme level, gender bending, but also fabric availability, cost of cost of material. Cost I mean, material. we're cosplayers, we're poor as is. Oh, yeah, that's a mood. Hence, everybody, <laughs> actually, we should touch on Patreon, Ko-Fi, etc. 
Kofi? Coffee? Co- what is it? Kofi? Is that how you coffee? pronounce it? I say buy me a coffee. I say Kofi, but I think well, it's coffee. I think it's coffee because it has a little yeah. cup of coffee next so. to it, but it's spelled K-O-F-I. For those who Kofi. haven't seen it before, that's why we're having such difficulty <laughs> with this. It's not just, it's spelled like coffee. It only has one ear. It's not Kofi-fi either. Kofi-fi. Kofi-fi. Man, they really should have capitalized on that. Kofi-fi. Oh my I'm God. sure someone got that domain name for later or, or is using it. We'll have to check on that too. Yeah. Um, oh man. I actually love a coffee a lot more than I do a Patreon, but that's a whole another topic. Well, <laughs> that's fair. Before we get on that, I would like to apologize to all of the, the, the photographers that I haven't posted their pictures for because I get anxiety <laughs> and then they get buried in like all my pictures on my phone that I have almost 10,000 pictures on my phone to the point where my iPhone's like, you're going to run out of, you've run out of space, but here you can still put more <laughs> pictures on there like a hoarder you are. I have an external flash drive that I use for my cosplay photos. I actually just upgraded it from a 16 gig to a 256. Ooh. Oh, yeah. well. Space. <laughs> Showing me up in that situation. <laughs> like, so if you want to keep them in one place so that they don't get buried, yeah. I recommend using a flash drive and then syncing it with a Google Drive folder on your computer. Well, you might run out of space, but also, and then just uploading everything to later. Also fair. Um, this is just a computer digital organization tip um, as someone who has forgotten to start with it and then looks back and goes, I don't have the time or energy to deal with this pile. <laughs> Start organization early. Yes. When you get your computer, when you get your phone, just, yeah, because otherwise it becomes a giant pile that you can't and don't want to sort. Through. It's just one big camera roll. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad for the photographers whose photos I've never posted or like only posted one from the set. Sorry, guys. I appreciate your time. Especially if it's a free shoot. I it's sure. absolutely nothing personal nine times out of ten. The only thing that sucks about that is like on Facebook, you can upload all those 900 photos you took in an album. But on Instagram, it's like if you start to post 20 times a day, people will unfollow you because you are annoying. And it's like, yeah. dang it. Well, and you get blocked, <laughs> which is what I've been seeing a lot. Oh, lately. that's true. That's true. Um, a friend of mine, she had to like uninstall, reinstall and like do a whole bunch of like Kung Fu to her account to be able to like like and comment on people's posts yeah because she was doing it too much that that was blocked by instagram because i guess they consider her love and support to her fellow cosplayers as spam how (laughs) dare you support people what kills me is shame it must mean that the algorithm has a very low threshold to hit because you can only do so much like she I don't know how like ninja foo her fingers are and like how much time she was spending on it, but it's nowhere to the level a bot could hit. Right. Yeah. Nothing is. Speaking of um, Patreon and Kofi, well, not even speaking of, that's just a terrible transition, but it's a great transition. (laughs) Speaking of bots, (laughs) let's, let's go back and hit on the, um, the kind of like, what do you call them? Like sponsorship? Monetizing. Mm-hmm. nicer and more pleasing monetizing um your social media for ways for your followers to support you in your hobby and help create more content is tends to be what they are um yeah i've seen me personally i've seen ranges from just extra content in regards to extra photo shoots for cosplayers um yeah for for crafters and sometimes they provide 
glimpses into their current builds or uh, additional patterns for, say, if they're armor builders, additional patterns that they don't just sell or first looks at things. Um, some people do nudes. Or ludes. <laughs> or ludes. Um, and then Kofi, which is kind of just... I think I have one, but I, like, I... I do too, but I... Yeah. People yeah. can buy you a coffee. A so coffee or whatever a, it is. And so it's like 3 or $5 that gets thrown your way. And you can mm-hmm. indicate if it's going to a particular goal. And I think you can put content out on just that site. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not an expert I'm not going to manage it. another site. There's a... Sorry, Crystal, I cut you off. No, 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 no. I didn't say anything. Go ahead. All right. Well, then. Um... <laughs> I think it's useful to think about it in terms of models. So Patreon is a subscription model um, where your Patreons can sign up to follow you for a monthly fee, which has different tiers underneath it. Ko-fi is uh, like a micro donation, basically. So you can set up goals, like Zen said. Um, You can also just kind of have one-offs. So sometimes people will post in their Instagram stories like, hey, like we're raising funds to go to a certain con or build a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like kick in a couple of bucks or like so-and-so lost, like I got the car broken into and Kramer equipment stolen, like please donate um, on yeah. Kofi because yeah. it, and that syncs up with your PayPal. <clears throat> yeah, it does. You can also just have like an e-store. People will sell prints of their cosplays, um, mm-hmm. lewd or otherwise. Um, technically this is copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah. So note on, um, selling prints and I'm going to do a whole podcast in regards to photographers and I'm hopefully going to touch on that subject, but make sure you talk to the photographer that took that picture before you sell prints of it Yeah, because it's, the, isn't it their technical, technically photos are the intellectual property of the photographer. Amen. The likeness of whoever you're cosplaying is the intellectual property of the publisher. That's so true. it's a gray area. It's not a gray area. It's, a, it's yeah. illegal, but everyone does it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like changing lanes without a turn signal. Fan yeah, <laughs> art is technically, like if you're, mo- if you're profiting off someone else's IP, technically... Yeah, yeah, but that's that's another way you can monetize prints or selling templates, tutorials, etc. Kamui cosplay, um, oh, yeah, she sells tons of books and armor templates. Uh, They're amazing, tons of stuff like that. She's fantastic. Yeah, if you don't follow her, check her out and check out some of her resources. I know I've um, used them for a few of my first armor builds. Yeah, don't freehand your first armor build. I did, and it, oh my god, I realized afterwards, I was like, I could have spent $5 for a PDF. <laughs> and saved myself so much. It's yeah, it's definitely helpful because uh, I used a template for the first uh, EVA foam build that I did, which was my Punisher vest. And mm-hmm. working with EVA is its own beast, and so you're trying to learn that and then also follow a pattern. Don't add the additional complexity unless you have someone to help you and guide you and provide that. Yeah, that's, I agree. Which there, um, there are people and also resources to go to for, for that. A lot of people I've found in the cosplay community are very helpful. Not everyone, but most people. Did you mean to say the cosmunity? The cosmunity. All right. That'll be $5. (laughs) Um, another way you can support cosplayers. That's kind of like the monetizing, um, Amazon wishlists tends to be. I see that a lot where people will put pieces of their costume slash materials, et cetera, on their Amazon wish list. Um, mm-hmm. 
that's, I mean, kind of going off the deep end in regards to like social media, what it links to and just the, the complexity of like cosplay accounts and that deep, dark hole that we live in. The hole. <laughs> so we talked about the algorithm and engagement. <laughs> I have written on my script because it's a big deal in capital Capital letters, D, so capital D. Capital B, big capital deal. D. Big deal. big deal. So any tips and tricks for beginners? We just threw a lot of information out there. So let's step it back and say, so if you're just starting cosplay and you want to start an Instagram, please don't be terrified and have run off at this point. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, I personally would recommend... Um, to make sure you check what your name, like your name showing, like if your last name showing what. You, so I think an easy way to start off is to start it off private and then get all your settings and everything, how you want it to look and then switch it to a public. Cause it kind of is like a, gives you a check. That's a very good idea. Um, would y'all have any recommendations? I know I kind of talked on it, but do y'all yeah. have any recommendations? So, so you want to go first or you want me to? Oh, no, yeah, I can go first. Um, so I would probably start off with your career, your job. Uh, think about your workplace. Is it something that you want your coworkers to know about, your managers to know about, if you wanted to decide to go public? Uh, once you're done with that, think about all the personal information. You know, do you want to put your name out there? Do you want to make a, a stage name? Um, so that's really, really important stuff to think about because some people – they like to have a more private life and they just want to show their cosplays or they just show the one of their modeling photos, but they don't want anybody to know of their personal life. And that's totally fine. That's up to the person that's creating the Instagram. So I always start off with your personal choices when you start an Instagram. So like, uh, like I said, do you want your coworkers to know who you are? Do you want your family to see this? You know, so uh, I like to start off with that first. Yeah, that's a really good thing to keep in mind. Um, mm-hmm. Building off of that, I always, as a woman on the internet, default to safety first. Um, Agreed. Yeah. yeah, so like I talked about a little bit earlier, I wanted a public uh, public personal to start from scratch that had never had my personal information attached to it. Um, and I can go into more why and how to protect yourself. Um, crash override dot com is a really good resource uh founded by zoe quinn and anita sarkeesian a few years ago that goes into deep detail about how to protect yourself online um but basically like when you're when you're starting out decide what you want or think about what you want whether you want to make your personal account more widely available what kind of information do you want on it um Look, if you're thinking about starting a new account, look around for a couple of different names. See if they're available mm-hmm. other places. If you wanted to get a Twitter or a Facebook page with the same URL or handle, um, these are kind of basic steps for like uh, social media marketing. And if you, mm-hmm. if you are getting more into it or are interested in kind of developing your brand more, I would actually recommend Hootsuite social marketing modules. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You can pay for a certification um, in it, but all the course materials, if I recall correctly from when I did it, are free. Um, nice. It'll teach you oh, I love free. more up to, like, up to date, pretty good information about like how these different platforms work, what the algorithm yeah. is. Um, and one thing to keep in mind is like hashtags when you're first starting out, like 
follow a few cosplayers that you like. Follow the photographers that they tag. Also, always credit. True, yeah. Always credit. Yeah, please. Please. (laughs) Credit photographers. Credit anyone that made anything on your, like, cosplay. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's also another thing you want to think about when you're starting an Instagram is – what are you doing this for? Is this going to be a hobby for you? Are you wanting to do sponsorships? Are you do you want to do loots? Do you want to do Patreon? Like, what are you in this for? And that's going to set your whole mood and your whole appearance for your Instagram. However, as the only constant is change, if you change your focus and change your mind on some things, that's okay too. And there's ways to archive photos. There's ways to change your username. There's ways to like, uh, just you can just shift your look if you aren't as OCD about how your whole profile looks. Yeah. Um, if you if you decide to scroll all the way back several years until like when I started, it was definitely a personal account, and I didn't know how to Instagram. Um, yeah. I was talking to someone just about this podcast and setting it up and this particular topic, and they're like, "Wait, wait, wait don't you have a cosplay account? Isn't that just cosplay?" And I'm like, "I I realized that I'm just posting cosplay things, so I've been trying to make an effort to, even though they don't get as much." likes and attention but to post kind of more life things as well like my training my spartan runs um i still just keep my cats and like my my accountability stuff in my story but i try to at least show other aspects of my life than my cosplay pictures and it's really nice i love uh following cosplayers that show a little bit more about their uh, personal lives and i'm like oh that's pretty cool takes notes that I should probably do this. <laughs> I also like the aesthetic of yours. So like it's, it's, it's balance, but I've definitely veered more into becoming balance a good one. creator quote unquote that I like mm-hmm. meant to. And sometimes that can feel a little bit pressuring, yep. even if it's from yourself. Yeah. That's, there's a lot of things on social media that kind of drives anxiety up and, and influences your decisions on, um, on items so dovetailing off that is follower account on mm-hmm. your cosplay account important to you um i just don't like getting spam accounts and weight loss accounts and i'm like listen i know i'm fat just stop stop let me enjoy my tacos wait back up you, know? you get weight loss accounts that try to like get you to sign up i guess i've advertised and to sign up for your program oh it's, program. it's stupid they're like oh hey i like your content come check out my account and i'm like okay and then i check it out and it's like oh weight loss oh get liposuction oh get your lips injected and i'm like no that's gotta be the most backhanded like compliment like oh we love your stuff but we also think you are not good enough for yourself so here's some it's stupid i mean that's the only thing that sucks in regards to uh, my opinion and followers. Like, if I have 10 followers, awesome. If I have a billion, oh, my God, well, well, that's awesome. But, okay, thank you. I'm very grateful. But just if just don't follow me and then unfollow me because I didn't follow you back type of thing. And I'm like, listen, guys, I, I can't. I don't got – I'm an adult. I don't got time for that. If you like me, cool. If you don't, bugger off. On the, the follow back thing, nine times out of ten, I don't follow people back unless I've met them or know them. like Or think and, they have really cool yeah, content. Exactly. Like, I'm not just yeah. going to follow someone for the sheer reason that they followed me. Um, nine times out of ten, especially after mm-hmm. conventions, 
I don't always get to look at all the business cards I collect and follow people. I also oh, yeah, stack so many. <laughs> only in SoCal, apparently. Apparently. It's just also I get so many people that have added me at conventions because usually I'm posting a lot more. Mm-hmm. And there's a, and I don't usually go back and look through and look at, at each of those accounts. I'm barely able to Instagram and post my stuff, much less like do all the maintenance. And I feel bad. Sometimes I don't get back to comments as fast as some people oh, do. God, I don't have push notifications on my Instagram. I should. It's fun to see when you break a certain number. Like when I broke... 500 when I broke a thousand yeah it's cool it's kind of fun to see the little jump after like you get something that gets a lot of traction like at the Weta workshop booth last year I was Galadriel and like like they they reposted it it was like really fun and like I got a bunch of Lord of the Rings friendo followers um me <laughs> <laughs> yes Crystal and I met because our friend Joanna had organized a um a fellowship cosplay group <gasps> Oh, yes, awesome. that was. I felt so included. Me too. I was like, <laughs> I am living my dream right now. So and I, everybody I there was so beautiful. For that. Oh man, that just sounds amazing. I felt it was really. It was crazy. crazy. Like, we we couldn't even hang out as a big group because we couldn't move. Every every two seconds. Picture. It, which was great. It was really <laughs> fun. Oh man, oh, I'm glad to do another Lord of the Rings group cosplay. I know. I, I, I think it was just so beautifully done. I really, that was honestly, if I had to think about the best day ever in my cosplay uh, hobby, that would be it. That Lord of the Rings day, that that would be the best day of my life. Yeah, that was a solid day. Like for me, I think that day is only sur- uh, surpassed by the day at Weta Workshop's booth where like I was handed oh, a sword by like that. a dwarven warrior that they had just finished doing makeup on. And like, oh. I met Richard Taylor and they gave me a, Oh, I love finger. Richard Taylor. Oh my God. I love Richard Taylor. <laughs> Richard Taylor. I love you. Thank you for signing. He's so self-deprecating too. So Richard Taylor founded Weta Workshop. Okay. Um, and Weta Workshop did the effects on Lord of the Rings and a number of other really big films. Um, and they're involved, I heard, in the new Amazon Prime show um, set during the Second Age. Y'all, Lord of the Rings nerd. What a workshop. Every artist I've ever met from there has been really cool just because, like, talking about the favorite thing that you've ever experienced, Lord of the Rings, and, like, the people that worked on it, and, like, stories from set. Yeah. They yeah. sound very committed and very just, like, grateful to be where they are. Yeah. They're great. I hate to pull away from that conversation <laughs> and talk more about that, but um, a topic that came up in researching was shadow banning. And I've had friends mention it and um, I'm going to give you my understanding from just their few explanations after a con was that yeah. you use certain hashtags, you get shadow banned or that particular post gets shadow banned. Like you can't see it. There's some hashtags that so you search a hashtag and if you don't see a number of posts, associated with it that's like a blocked hashtag Hmm. but i might be very much incorrect yeah honestly i have no clue about shadow ban i do see a lot of people uh not i want to say complain but they um yeah they comment on it and i honestly i I, it goes over my head i'm like what's shadow ban sounds like a book i'm consulting the oracle to be fair, shadow banning sounds like something that'd be out of Lord of the Rings. What is that thing called in uh, SpongeBob? The magic conch shell. The magic conch shell. The magic conch shell. Oh, yeah. 
Shadow banning, according to the Oracle, is the act of blocking the user's content on social media sites in such a way that the user doesn't know it's happening. So that you're stuck. Ooh, show up. you're ghosted. Yeah, yeah like you're stuck to oh. show up to the people that why hashtag or maybe who follow you i don't know i feel like we need somebody who knows more about this uh, i'm clueless and that sounds about right on what my friends were telling me in that there was something triggers that and it might be using a hashtag that and sometimes they're really weird hashtags there's lists online you can look for hashtags that are that'll um initiate shadow ban. <laughs> I'm gonna I wanna find a list. I wanna find the weirdest. Sometimes they're really innocuous words or like hashtags, but other times it's like, like hashtag fun. It's like hashtag <laughs> nickname for Richard. Like <laughs> <laughs> or just or foul words. I think foul words are on there. Um it gets updated Gosh. every so often. So um dropping for- the F bomb as a as a Hashtag, you might not, your content might just get hidden forever. I don't know how accurate this <laughs> this is, but um, what are some alone, alone, mm-hmm. beauty. Oh, I'm gonna shadow banned apparently, but hashtag beauty bloggers plural works. Bikini body, curvy girls, date, dating, desk, <laughs> desk, elevator, graffiti, Igers. Hmm. Graffiti So people that graffiti, I imagine, is that what it sounds like grammatically, even if it's weird to pronounce? Maybe. Kofi. Undies <laughs> is shadow banned, according to socialinsider.io. I, I do a hashtag uh, crown emoji, peach emoji for Princess Peach. Oh, I love it. Uh, I hashtag peach, just in case. I don't. I don't just in case I show up under uh, the shadow bands. I don't know. <laughs> there's some i've had some fun adventures using hashtags that i normally wouldn't so yeah um shadow banning is a thing that i really don't care about <laughs> because nine times out of ten i don't post that stuff but like apparently desk is on there is this podcast gonna be on twitter i don't know i don't tweet if if there's a twi- if there's twitter and you know what shadow banning is tweet at this podcast's account Oh yeah, just definitely let us know. There will be way to comment on this. Please, like, please comment on this and tell us what the heck shadow banning actually is, if you know. And any resources that um, you use to either make <laughs> sure you do not get shadow banned on accident. Yeah. That would also be great. Yeah. Um, back on the followers, how do you engage with your followers? Personally, you too. Uh... We talked to, <laughs> like, talk generally... To Oh yeah, we talk generally. Uh, I reply to their comments and I I heart them. Yeah, I heart. I I try. I reply to messages if they're from people that don't give me weird vibes. Sometimes people will really like aggressively respond to all my stories with like, just like emojis, or just like really um overly enthusiastic like back or compliments. I got the heart, 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 heart. Well, I don't want to say negative things, but like, like I that's a trend that can can actually be uncomfortable. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, usually, uh, yeah. I just I try to like their stuff as much as possible. If I see it in my feed, um, I'll try to respond to their comments if I can. It's really difficult when you're a full time employee. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, yeah. Uh, Instagram is kind of limited sometimes i'll share their stories to other people's accounts i'll try to reply to the messages if possible and try to be helpful but 
uh, yeah, it's basically it. Yeah, I always try to thank people when they, yeah. they share my stuff. Sometimes I get behind oh, yeah. on that. I'm actually pretty behind on a few. Um, Jorge did some, some edits for me on um, my lady guest on that were pretty killer. Um, and and my um, Billy Butcher. <laughs> and I feel bad because I haven't posted them all. And that's that's me. It's not you. Nine times out of ten, it's just because I'm busy or, like, I have anxiety about social media at times and I have to set it away. Um, So, engagement, do you think that your engagement with – it didn't sound like it, but your engagement with your followers is any different because you have different accounts, different types of accounts? (laughs) For me, it's very Uh, You know – yeah, go ahead, Lacey. You go first. Uh, I I really don't filter on my personal private account because anyone following there is my friend and if they're replying to something it's probably because they have like a direct like they were at the event with me or they have thoughts about it or it's like my mom and she's telling me how cute it is (laughs) um (laughs) whereas like with my cosplay instagram it's it's public and it i have a brand to maintain like personal brand Mm -hmm. reputation yeah like a reputation they gotta be nice i'm not usually gonna be like a dick to someone unless like someone's being really mean or abusive on my or someone else's post my my posts also don't tend to blow up like that with the exception of um the great teen tween weeb attack of anime pasadena (laughs) when me and Iza and amy napkins were like no it wasn't Iza. it was amy napkins and someone else that were like mobbed by like 20 My Hero Academia 12 year olds. Oh my god. And it got like like a thousand comments and 5k views. And I was like, oh, I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah. For <laughs> those who haven't seen this particular video, um, from what I recall you telling me, and I'll let you like correct me if I'm wrong, you were hanging out with a few cosplayers that were gender bending villains from this series that I really don't know anything beyond the name and that the fact that it's an anime. And some of the characters just from cosplay, like absorption, um, and then a, what's the a, a pack? Battle, a pack. It was a pack. A large group of unaccompanied minors. Unaccompanied minors came <laughs> charging up in character as these heroes from, from like the good guys yeah. from yeah. in character, in character, yeah. and pretty much started verbally accosting and yelling at these poor cosplayers <laughs> who are all like you poor in mid to late twenties. I might add, we were all just like, uh. Hello. And it just, it was, it blew up and just the, the comments just kind of blew up. And I just personally, I was, I had taken a personal day and didn't go to this con. It's a, a small local con that we have here. Um, was it Anime Pasadena? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Tiny and con. It's not, it's usually pretty, pretty welcoming. This stuff usually doesn't happen at it. And so. I should add, this was outside the convention center. Um, but these were con goer children. Yeah, everyone was in everyone was in cosplay. Apparently. It's a great video. I should I should reshare it. When this goes up, I'll post it in my story so that Do people it. find have, it again. I should probably just turn off comments for it though, because I can't oh. deal with the yeah. it. I was at a conference too, like a work conference when this blew up, and I was just like, ah, uh, because some of the comments were a little bit abusive toward the kids in the video who were acting inappropriately. And several oh some of the kids actually reached out and were like, hey, that's us. We're really sorry. We know it's not cool now. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now I really need to see this video. Oh, I'll, I'll find out. Because you posted it, it as more of a, hey, guys, FYI, this is not what you do. Well, really? I posted it because I thought it was freaking hilarious. <laughs> I was but like, this is up. so laughably bad and weird. 
people got mad at you because you're like, how did they're like, how dare you film minors? And you're like, oh, I'm you- like they're in a public space, fam. Like I didn't name them. Everyone has cell phones at this point. Like I see kindergartners with cell phones at this. Like, and that's the truth. iPads. I can't. It's it blows my mind. I'm just old. <laughs> so uh, that was more of a thing where it's like, okay, you you really did. I did have to think through a little bit. Like, what is my persona, my brand, my reputation on this? Like, I yes. have a tone that I maintain. And actually, I had a couple people get mad at me because I can DMs people would DM me like, oh, that's so messed up, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, it's like, it's fine. Like, I'd actually prefer if people weren't like shit talking these teenagers. And like, I had one person that was like, well, this is the internet. You should expect it to be blah, blah, blah. And I was like, homie, you're like 19. I've been on the internet since you were a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I put it with AOL and on CDs and dial up. My space. So yeah, I just kind of, I did a couple edits to the caption and be like, heads up, like these kids have reached out. My friends were a little anxiety induced over it because it's 20 people aggressively coming towards you and yelling. And uh, so it was just one of those things that I'm just like, only at, a, only at a, a anime con. And like, I think my exact words in the video where I'm not weeb enough for this shit. I remember that. I don't know what's, like, I was like, I don't know what's going on. And these kids are yelling like, hey, Stain we want to go like, like pretending like they want to fight. And my friend's like, I'm like twice your size. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> so, uh, I want to point sorry. out that even, um, not just because it was 20 people, but if one person comes up to you like that, it's still not okay. It's it not appropriate. Mean, you no. need to warn people if you want to do an in-character thing. If it's more than like That's a true. Captain Jack cosplayer being Captain, like, Captain Jackie and wobbling around and like using the accent directly interacting with someone else it's it falls along the lines of uh, cosplay is not consent just because you're dressed as yes, that character is. doesn't mean you're absolutely not that character it's not all cos- example deadpool absolutely oh that's cosplayers <sighs> and i love deadpool as a character like oh, i love yeah. him i love him in comics and i love i think ryan reynolds did a really great job with him um i think part of maybe part of the issue could be the fact that like Ryan Reynolds is pretty much Deadpool. Like, but just like, just as much as uh, Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. are almost the same person in regards to one, but um, people using some characters that canonly are jerks or assholes or in people's space or villains, etc., and or have bad habits or just like Mm -hmm. are creepy. Like there's this one Dragon Ball Z like old man cause like a character that's like a canon like dirty old man but mm-hmm. i know someone that cosplays uh, i think it's roshi i don't know the canon yeah okay. yeah i know cos- yeah that's right an older cosplayer that cosplays him but he's like one of the most respectful people that i know and he's oh he's a sweetheart and he's definitely helped me when i saw inappropriate folks taking like weird camera pictures of um of cosplayers without their yeah. consent so Cosplay is not consent, which we're going to do like a series slash many episodes on, but it keeps Ooh. coming up in, in conversations because it's, it's a very faceted and what long reaching concept that kind of touches all things. And this is one that's not mm-hmm. about just people in Scoopy costumes, which is what most people tend to just directly think of. It's like, oh, well, yeah. listen, I can't take pictures of her kind of like. <laughs> Hey, you can't take upskirts, homie. <laughs> Sorry, that's not allowed. And so um, I wanted to kind of like, since we were kind of, t- yeah, no, definitely not. 
Like that's what people think when they think yeah. cosplay is not consent, but it it does consent. 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 But you know, it, it expands to include interaction, verbal character yeah. interactions. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't have to be a physical thing. And right. and a lot of people are definitely down to do these in character interactions. Just ask. Yeah, if you ask first, definitely. And they might not be able to do. It's just like photography. They might want to be going. They might be going to the bathroom or going to. Not like at that moment, but heading over to the restrooms or going. Because you never food. know someone's uh, mental exactly. um, capabilities. You never know if someone's like, "Listen, I have a lot of anxiety. Please don't come near me. I'll get a panic attack." Type of thing. That's why it's always good to ask for permission. Definitely, not everyone has a handler to be able to like. Look at that too, a handler. People. Handlers. Yep, that's and that's a good, that's a good thing to have. That's definitely something that's um, come up on several of these conversations, just to have a handler because. I was speaking with the parents of a, a young cosplayer and they're basically her handler and bouncers and they get pretty darn, I don't want to say aggressive, but they're protective, not just their kid, but of of other um, cosplayers that they've become friends with or their daughter has become friends with. I think we've hit a, a bunch of these questions that I have here in regards to, if you wanted to switch from say a personal public account to something that's more cosplay centric do you have any recommendations on how to do that? Like, would you open a separate one up or try to switch that particular one? And, or is something else that I'm not thinking of? Yeah, you when you change your brand in that fashion, and I'm talking personal brand, you run the risk of losing, and you likely will lose some of the people that followed you before. If I was to change my cosplay account to a weight loss account, people wouldn't be as interested in that because it's not my personal account. Obviously, my personal private account, if I started posting focused on weight loss, like it's my friends, so like they probably don't care. I've got like like maybe a hundred followers on my private because it's just like friendos. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally would lean towards, for privacy reasons, starting something new from scratch. I would recommend, if you're getting into cosplay, start a separate email account. If you're getting into Patreon or donating to other people's Patreons, start a separate uh, PayPal account. Um, avoid using your real slash full name wherever you can avoid it for privacy reasons, especially if you're a woman on the internet, especially if you're going to be posting your opinions. If you're underage, especially. Especially if you're underage. Don't even mess with Patreon if you're underage. I don't think you're even allowed to. Um, Yeah. um, You want to avoid, like, it's like the same thing when you start a website, opt for the um, like private who is information um, so that you can't be looked up, found, and doxxed. Obviously, this is ranging towards the catastrophic outcome because that's my job as a marketer was to focus on avoiding that. But for, Remind me doxing. 
Doxing is when someone finds and distributes your personal information, including things like address, place of work, phone number, uh, real email address, um, often with the intent to cause catastrophic mental or personal harm. Um, this happened with Anita Sarkeesian when she did her uh, Tropes versus Women, I believe, video game YouTube series. And it's what happened to Zoe Quinn when Gamergate started in 2015, I want to say. It's the reason Crash Override exists. Oh. Yeah. Um, What's Crash? Crash Override is, I think it's Crash Override Network or Crash Override. It's basically a resource to help protect and recover from getting doxxed. Okay. Yeah, because you like people will be showing up outside of their of their houses, places of work. And I, I may be conflating Anita with Zoe a little bit, but like getting doxxed is shorthand for like your personal information being distributed or becoming public. And there are ways to avoid that. Yeah, on it. But like it can get really scary really fast. People don't just get your personal information for fun things. Usually it's to do damage and be harassing. Of course, there's a lot of really crazy people out there. And that's another thing when you start off with your uh, cosplay account or model account is you will get creepers, you will get stalkers, and it is not fun. It's definitely something to um, keep an eye out for, report those accounts, block them, know that you have support in the the community as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I kind of run everything through the filter of like assuming like, could this be used against me if someone was stalking me or Very good. I, I don't name my um, relatives, my place of work. Like I've, I would have, av- I would avoid naming or posting about your place of work, your home, your immediate relatives by name yes. um, on your public account. If you can avoid it, unless you're like a public member of society, like a public person um, because yeah. you just want to, protect yourself and them like there's a reason celebrities don't tag where they're at when they post these things like you might be able to tell if you're local to that spot um one thing that i stopped doing was i used to i I post a lot of fitness stuff in my story i used to post my um my map my run which was oh i was like look i ran like four miles today and my roommate at the time was like um that has it shows the route and the area you're at. Yeah. That's very yeah, dangerous. Yeah, and if you do that so all the time, someone can find you. Yes, yeah, I hesitate to post on my personal. Yep. Because there's no one on there that I haven't vetted. Yep. That's true. Um, we've talked about photography accounts that are related to cosplay cosplay businesses, like between crafters yes. and what have you. We haven't mentioned promotional accounts which come with its own series of cautions as well. Mm-hmm. So what is a promotional account for cosplay? Um, I have no clue. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think on that one. Um, the way I would you mean like it a is somebody who has cultivated a large enough following that brands want them to help hawk their stuff. So, I mean, that's how I interpret it um, based on the question. And I've known a couple of people that do this. um, Usually with, usually got to get that 10K to get your verified check. Um, Yes. Yeah, because like you're, it's it's similar to influencer, but with more of a a monetization because often like you'll be sent 
apparel, items, et cetera, to, to try, to review, to use, to showcase. Um, that, unless we're talking about promoters of conventions, which is a totally different thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it's very interesting that you took that that route, and oh, then also the route, other the other route because <laughs> those were. I was thinking of the the accounts that share and reshare <gasps> photographers' oh. pictures, your cosplay pictures, and they're promoting cosplayers that way, and they. They often have a specific topic, like there is some that focus on certain, yeah. like X-Men, yeah. certain fandoms. And yeah. I got reblogged by an Adventure Zone promoter account today. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> well, I did tag them in the interest of hoping that they'd reshare yeah. my picture. but And that's what, a lot of times you tag those um, those cosplay accounts, those accounts to get them to reshare and try and get more visibility to get new followers. Yes. Um, the warnings that I would... that. I've heard on those that sometimes they will, the people running those accounts will try and get inappropriate pictures from people. And it's the rarity, but it's a, it's a word of caution that I'd like to put out there. The same thing with um, if you get heebie-jeebies working with a particular photographer, even or setting something up and yeah. they won't let you bring someone. Oh, no, that's a no-no, right? Yeah. They're automatic no-no. Yeah, we should go briefly into that. All right, let's do that. That's scary. Crystal, you want to go first? Uh, yeah. So um, if you are scheduling a photo shoot with a photographer you found on social media, you know, like Instagram, and uh, you want to set up a date, always try to go in a public place unless it's like a studio. Always bring someone with you, either a boy or a girl. Always have a traveling buddy that can help protect you and have as an extra witness in case anything happens. It's always good to be safe rather than sorry. Yeah, and I would expand that to even to photographers that you have met before. Um, yeah, no matter. Yeah, and if someone is agreed, insisting that something that gives you the heebs or the jeebs is like par for the course, like oh, like my models always do like partially clothed or like I always shoot in hotel rooms. That's not accurate um <laughs> there's no legitimate photographer that i know that only does that or requires that there's been several like yeah name and shame scandals or what have you of like of photographers that have tried this and it's come mm -hmm. out public and you find out that they're pressuring usually underage girls um because they the girls don't know that that is not how we do uh-huh yeah yeah yeah, it's, it's just so scary. And, you know, just trust your instinct. Yes, definitely. So if um, anyone says, no, you don't need to bring anyone else, that's a red flag. Also, are there places that we could report this sort of behavior? Like if we're seeing this, like the heaves and the jeeves, if we're getting the heaves and the jeeves, is there um, a way outside of naming and shaming on your Instagram, which I wouldn't recommend. Does always go very well? You tends to point already yeah. on your own back, unfortunately. Um, Other resources. Usually, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes when uh, I have a couple questions in regards to a photographer that I'm a little weary about, I'll ask uh, other friends or I'll probably go to maybe a uh, social media page like on Facebook, like Cosplayers Unite or something like, something like of that same nature and go, hey guys, what's your opinion on this photographer? And then they'll give me their opinions, and then I'll probably formulate my own. 
and asking for references is definitely okay to do, at least from my perspective as someone who is in sales, asking for references is like one-on-one for networking sometimes, which is to verify Mm -hmm. that person is who they say they are and they do what they say they do. And they're not top level at the very least. And as much as you can dig creepers or have ulterior motives. Yeah. Obviously if you have, that's very true. If you're, if you're new, you may not have a lot of class friends. Um, but if like, I always, if I'm not familiar with a photographer, um, I'll usually ask a friend like, Hey, is this person cool to shoot with? Especially if it's a less Mm -hmm. public area. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of cosplay groups. And there's also a woman centric one, Sorry. she prop community, um, for builders. So I just made a real, didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. Non-binary femme trans type group, but it was created as a direct response to another very large prop building group that tended to get really toxic. So it's a super supportive place. She prop community. Um, I think they also have a D and D spinoff group. <laughs> to play some tabletop dungeons and dragons. Um, so there's there's local cosplayer groups on Facebook. Obviously, sometimes you, you want to separate like your personal from like whatever your brand is. Like if you don't want to say like what your Instagram handle is, totally respect to that. But you can always say, hey, like, hey, I got this message from a photographer. I don't know who it is. Has anyone shot with this person? Because if they have no portfolio, and I don't know them, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, no, the only time that would happen is if you're shooting, like if I'm at WonderCon or I'm at a con, like I'm surrounded by 50 other people. Sure, you can snap a few shots. Yeah, here's my card, where's yeah. yours? Yep, exactly. California. Um, it's scary. It's always nice to get business cards too and collect them and go, oh, okay, I remember this photographer. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun when someone, like a couple of times I've been asked to shoot and then I get the card and I'm like, oh, it's this person whose photos I love. yeah you may not recognize them in person but you know them by like their username or something yeah because photographers post photos of yourselves fam we don't know what you look like we really don't i don't know what half the cosplayers i follow look like (laughs) for reals i've met so many people multiple times they're like is that you (laughs) that's a whole like i'm gonna that's a whole nother topic we're gonna get into in regards to like how to respond to like certain people and depending on the cosplay and just it can get tricky. Fam. You saying the fam. Fam. All right. So do y'all have any other things that you want to bring up or anything that I have perhaps missed from the prepared questions or just anything that you um, talking? All I can really say in conclusion is to just be careful. Uh, watch out for your safety. Pick your battles, choose your battles, and uh, remember, even though you deleted it, someone probably has screenshotted it. <laughs> yep. I think, yeah, going by the the adage, nothing dies on the internet, is a good... Statement. Just be careful, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, be careful. Um, well, actually, there was a question we didn't get to, okay. which was, what would your dream yeah. cosplay be? Oh, man, I did skip that one. And- <laughs> no dreams on this podcast. <laughs> no dreams. Dang it! The dream is dead. <laughs> no, for reals. Um, what are y'all uh, your dream cosplays? Lacey, you go first. <laughs> I gotta think. I mean, Weta Workshop just released that statue of Dark Galadriel, oh. and I'm just like in oh. of it. Everyone's like, you have to make that. I'm like, guys, there is nine layers of like organza and lace in that, and a breastplate. I need $700 right now. 
and you need the hair to have like, <laughs> you just have to like, like wire it out. Yeah. And then like straight up King Loki from Avengers. Like I would love that. <sighs> what comic is that? Oh, it's from the Avengers film. 2012 Loki. King, quote unquote King Loki is, it's like when, when you think of like a Loki cosplayer, like filled Loki, it's the most common one. Um, let me find it. I ask because then they do a lot better with his costumes. In my opinion, I mean, as much as comic book art can, I like a lot of his costumes in that a lot more, but I don't know if it's just because like you're not slated into a particular material. So you don't have to be in that like sweatshop of, um, yeah. Oh no. It's the sweatshop of fake leather outfit. Fair. Oh my God. And for anyone that gets, grumpy when you see lady um lady loki's it's actually canon oh it's gorgeous yeah in the comics lady loki is canon because he can shapeshift and sometimes he's a she yeah Mm -hmm. loki is yeah that's a it was a fun way to get into cosplay for me because it's like yeah that could work that could be canon very easily (laughs) um when in doubt there's an alternative universe that has you has your jam yeah so do whatever you want to do on that. So, Crystal. Yep. Oh, gosh. Uh, I Well, maybe I kind of have two. Uh, Lacey, I truly, truly, truly admire your Mercy, and I would kill to cosplay as Mercy. Oh. It's just, oh, God, her staff and her wings and her un, like defying gravity hair. And I'm just like, oh, God, but I would kill to, like, be as Mercy. And, uh I think my second one, a dream cosplay, would probably be Maleficent when she was, I don't want to say good in the beginning, but when she was like a fairy where she had her beautiful brown dress and it was kind of like rags and then she had her beautiful wings and her horns and I just thought that was beautiful and uh, I I can't, wings, and of course, Mercy and Maleficent have wings, so wings for me are just, oh god, it's it's a lot to do. Yeah, definitely wings. At some point, I would love to do wings. I don't know what cosplay I do it on. There's so many cool characters with so many different variety varieties of wings, and then there's always these these two hawk girl and hawk, hawk guy. Oh yeah, cosplayers. Julia and what's his name? Julia and um uh, it's Andy. Andy. It's Julia J cosplay, I think. Yes, they're yeah. local. They're it's, SoCal local. It's Hawkman and Hawk Girl, and they're just. Oh yeah, Andy. Yeah, Andy. Holt, yeah, yeah. Julia and Andy. They um they do Hawkman and uh, Hawk Girl, and they've been uh, cosplaying them for a couple of years now. And every time they cosplay them, they do so many awesome upgrades. Like yep. their wings can move. They add more feathers. Like it's just it's nine insane. foot wingspans, fully yeah, they, extended, fully yeah. articulated, and they have like a whole vest pack to make sure they can stay on. And then they also have hawks that are animatronic yes. at this point. I yes. think they control them with puppets or something along those lines. If, cool. At least at first they did. I don't know if they've, they've gotten on the level where they're now just <laughs> programmed. I can't, I can't tell robots. animatronics after Batu and what's his face. I can't, I thought it was a real person. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. Uh, I love, yeah. Dan, what's your dream cosplay? Yeah. What's yours? I don't have one in particular. I just like, I get new shiny syndrome very easily. Mm. Um, Oh, you know what? There's a there's a rogue that I want to do out of the Mr. and Mrs. X. I'm going to wax poetic for a bit because everyone that knows me knows I love my girl Rogue. Every for... time this comic comes up, <laughs> I'm just like, that's all romantic-eyed. 
I like myself some badass Southern women. I don't know why I would. Um, <laughs> but there is a portion of Mr. and Mrs. X where they go undercover on, is it Shiar? Shira? It's been, been too long since I read an X-Men comic. Well, it's also, it's S-H-I apostrophe A-A. It's, it's, it's a weird... But they're in the... She's in this, like, long gown with these almost... Um, pearlescent scalloping details and it just it's gorgeous and it's green she has like the long gloves and Remy's in something to match and it's just it's just gorgeous I just imagine the different textures and everything would be fabulous it's well outside my current skill level I am trying to learn to sew um so I'm already like oh I should cut you know I should commission this person and this person and this person then why don't I have enough money for this (laughs) 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 which is you know how they say too much imagination, not enough money. Which is episode about commission culture. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, that's definitely on my list because I've seen both sides of that coin far too often. So yeah, that that's a dream cosplay, fabric wise, mostly fabric build, and then armor build wise, it's it's the rogue and gambit honeymoon space space armor builds that they have for those who and for those who haven't read Mister Mrs X or the Rogue and Gambit, um, they're fabulous. Mm-hmm. And I would highly recommend them. They're standalones. One's five nice. issues and one's twelve issues. I like standalones. Yeah, and they are before the whole House of X and Power of X that's recently started. So, all right, I think we've covered as much as we probably should cover <laughs> on um, <laughs> social media accounts, and and a little bit extra, which is always going to be the case on this. So. I want to thank you ladies for joining us today and we may see you back at another time on another topic, but I'll see you. Please. I'll see you. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us on. Thank you for listening to the Cause Life Hack podcast on Temple of Geek. If you want to check out some of our other shows, head over to templeofgeek.com where you can find all sorts of things that pertain to the world of geek. As always, we want you to join in today's conversation, so please engage us with your comments and with your experiences. And don't forget to follow Cause Life Hack on Instagram as well for additional content.